Welcome to Global Citizen Life Podcast. Today on the show, we have Ross Yerger. Thank you very much for joining us today, Ross. My pleasure, Sally. Thank you for having me. So, Ross, I know that um, you're you're involved in a lot of things. You do many things. Uh, why don't you let uh, the our listeners here know a little bit about yourself and what you're working on right now? Well, about halfway through my career as a special agent in the Secret Service, I got a little disillusioned and about ready to hang it up early, maybe. And so I got into hospitality, or at least began investigating and self-educating hospitality. And that led me to the absolutely beautiful nation that you kind of see in the background, although waves are not that big, of Belize, Central America. Uh, just a beautiful tropic, both mountainous and beach locations. And I thought, this is where I want to be. So as I began developing a hotel brand, I also began looking at properties. After a couple years of this property falling through and that property falling through, I finally decided that I'm just going to build what I want. And so about five or six years ago, I bought uh, a piece of land on one of the keys. Um, there are five ways to spell one type of island. Uh, we here in Florida have Florida Keys. Mm -hmm. Um a K-E-Y-S. A key, by the way, is a swirl of sand and um, shells, and, and it's not volcanic. It's not a mountain. Uh, altitude on a key is maybe three feet above sea level. Wow, okay. There's uh, C-A-Y and C-A-Y-E. Those are the English spellings. Mm -hmm. And Q-U-A-Y and Q-U-A-Y-E are the French spellings. So five ways, one island. And uh, I bought a 60 by 90 plot of land right off the beach, about a block off the beach on Key Calker in Belize. And uh, we expect to break ground next year. Excellent. So, yeah, the brand is Shea Yergs. Uh, mm -hmm. Shea is the French word for the home of. Yergs is me. Uh, it's a play on uh, my last name, Yerger, which is... Don't ask me why French, but uh, I'm actually German-American, if that even matters anymore. Um, and when you're at our hotel, it's like you're at home. Like, I would not call you Ms. or Mrs. Peterson. I would call you Sally. Okay. And you would call me Jurgs. And it's like we're friends. It's more like you're staying in my house than you're staying in my hotel. And the people from investors to other tourists and such love that concept, love the person. In fact, so many high-end hotels are actually changing out the business suits for their maitre d's and for their uh, cab stand personnel. And they're going into the sporty you know, khakis and golf shirt or the more country club type of recreational look, which is exactly what we've been planning almost 10 years ago now. Wow. So, oh, so many questions. How is the process of, I know that you said that you're going to break down, break ground soon, but how's that process of getting permits to even get the hotel and, and to start doing that? So Belize is very welcoming. Uh, okay. I have been going there for about 10 years and about seven years ago when I was 45, 
I could have retired there. The retirement age for expats in Belize is 45. Oh, wow. So okay. it could have been, which means what that means for, for if you were to live in Belize, it means that the amount of income that you would need to be able to take advantage of the social services that the Belizean government offers, which is still part of the United Kingdom, by the way, you would only need to be 45 years of age and therefore not pulling in uh, much money. That allows entrepreneurs such as hoteliers, bar owners, restaurateurs, et cetera, to put a lot of their money uh, legally and, and, and on paper back into any business and still live off of it. So if you, you know, reinvest in your own business and it's a restaurant, but you're feeding yourself with it, it's a write-off and a business expense for an employee as opposed to something that's taxable. As far as the permits, again, they're very friendly. So uh, a lot of their ordinances and, and construction laws and so on are old school. For example, the height of a building on Key Calker cannot be any taller than the tallest palm tree. Oh, well, that's yeah. an interesting oh, so. measurement. <laughs> <laughs> that is the actual code, which now is four stories. Um, eventually, those trees are going to age and uh, fall over and need to be cut down. So I don't know how that's going to play out with new construction once that happens. The bigger issue is labor and uh, material. Being on a key, being on any of the islands, you can anticipate probably having almost double the construction cost as opposed to being on the mainland just because getting it out there on a barge is so expensive uh that being said getting those permits is actually quite easy for that reason they recognize the fact that you have enough other hurdles to overcome paperwork should not be one of them and the taxes are god-awful cheap uh, they're not based on size. They're based on number of properties. And I think it's only, and when I tell you cheap, I'm not kidding. It's like $20 a year wow. for property taxes. And that's if you got your own little vacation bungalow mm -hmm. or a you know 15-room hotel, 20 bucks a year. A colleague of mine you know, had a, told me a famous story that, that he lived. Um, he went to personally to Belmopan, which is the capital out in Western central Belize to get his records caught up. Yeah. And when he found out what the rate was and, you know, that he was only, you know, a couple years behind, he said, well, can I pay the next five years? And they saw money coming in. So they were like, sure. For like 300 bucks. He wow. was up and ahead, you know, for for five years of property taxes. So that being said, Belize is the size of the state of New Jersey. But while it may only take you an hour and a half to two hours to get from North Jersey down to Cape May, that's about a five or six hour drive on Belizean roads because the whole yeah. thing is a two-lane two highway 
with speed bumps in the middle of the highway. So that makes no sense. Th there's a idea of what the infrastructure is like. Um, they have they get excited when it rains and the internet doesn't go out. So that's in fact they're happy to have internet. That well, yes. So it is a third world country. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of the some of the hotels that are modern mm -hmm. considered fine dining by Belizean culture. And I can tell you some of the best food I had was roadside jerk chicken. It's amazing, you know, the, the recipes that Belize offers. Excellent. So is your plan then to move down to Belize full time once you start the construction of the hotel? Or how are you going to balance that? Um, and then with that, how is that going to work for residency? Are you going to try to apply for citizenship or what what's kind of your plan with that? So I'm based out of Tampa, which is a short Tampa. Technically, being an international airport is mm -hmm. is not. Uh, there's no customs office at Tampa. Um, I could get it with some airlines. I could possibly get a flight out of St. Pete, but it's just easy, you know, get on American and go out of Miami or uh, mm -hmm. Delta Atlanta and be there. I, when I lived in DC, uh, I would leave first thing in the morning. I would get to Belize city, currently the only international airport for the country take another commuter flight to whichever part of the country I'm spending time in. And I would be on the beach by lunch. Nice. So with the close proximity during construction, I'll be there for a lot of it, mm -hmm. but I have a son that's about to enter college this year, mm -hmm. last year homeschooling. So, you know, we're used to being a part of each other's lives and I'm especially going to want to stay involved in his educational career through his college career. Um, but yeah, I will be there for quite a bit. They do offer and support dual citizenship, although out of any of the permits, that's the one that's the process. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, in fact, it was actually right around when I first started going back in the early, you know, 2013 era area, their secret, their equivalent to our secretary of state would be the Minister of Foreign Affairs and Trade. And I think it was that one that got busted selling Belizean passports on the black market. Oh. So when Chinese Intel got a hold of one of them, you can imagine the uh, situation that the entire United Kingdom was in because mm -hmm. a United Kingdom passport is residency in any of the rest of the United Kingdom as far as entering and exiting with expeditious or quick as opposed to other foreign travelers. Uh, right. They don't have necessarily residency, but they do have you know those special privileges. Mm -hmm. uh, so now this Chinese intelligence officer can get to London and to Ottawa and uh, um, I'm I've been there and I'm brain farting on the name of it, but Australia's capital. Uh, Sydney? We, um, no, it's not. Is it's. It? Uh, I always think of Sydney because it's the most popular. 
It, it is actually the most popular or one of the most popular. It's uh, the much bigger uh, tourist attraction. The the, 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 um, the the Australian capital is actually only about 100 years old and is based on um, it's laid out like Washington, D.C. Uh, I can't think of it, though, but it's there's nothing there but government. So um, oh, okay. Sydney, better option. <laughs> so uh, now getting that getting that set up and, and, and getting that blessed by the United Kingdom, by by Belize is more of a process than the building permits. So is it an option? Yes. I mean, for going back and forth, I would much rather have the residency of a dual citizenship, especially with an actual address there. Uh, work visas, however, are much easier with Belize. Uh, they recognize that tourism is now and has been for about eight or 10 years, their number one export. And as a result, uh, they know that a lot of either temporary employees or new, especially upper management in some of the hotels, are going to be coming from out of country. And again, whether that country is the U.S. or the rest of the United Kingdom you know, remains to be seen, but it won't necessarily be Belize. So they make working there a... Uh, Sorry about that. That's my computer. That's okay. Takes the That's sometimes. okay. <laughs> uh, they make working there a more convenient operation than uh, than some of the living arrangements that that could be an option. Okay. Well, it, it sounds like though you'll you'll have some good options because it's it's a quick flight. So when the construction time is going on, you can easy be going back and forth quite quickly and easily staying there for a while coming back for your son for a while and then how how long is the anticipation of of the hotel to build there because as you said because it's on the island it's everything has to be brought there so i'm sure that building time is also going to take longer not necessarily uh one of the benefits that i have is um a friend of mine is a chef at a restaurant actually two of the nicest restaurants on the island one of it, one of which is right across the street so he also lives right down the street so the opportunity to bring a lot of the materials most of which is going to be block uh cement block so it's not like somebody's going to lift an entire pallet and take them anywhere you're on a small island and right. you're not going to make without somebody noticing and saying something so the likelihood of bringing as much of the material there as possible earlier on so that we can keep going is uh, what's probably going to happen. That and I'm not the only empty lot that is sitting there right now. So some of the others, you know, like if somebody were to start building right now and they store some of their materials on my lot, they're going to be my neighbor. We better get along. So right. if they need my lot for six months, go ahead. I'm not using it right now. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to kill the grass. It's it's something that's going to be done away with anyway. The streets, by the way, are sand. There are no there are no cars on Key Calker. Oh, uh, interesting. The smaller, one of the characteristics of many of the smaller keys of Belize. Um, Madonna did a song, uh, San Pedro. Uh, mm -hmm. like Bonita. That's about 
key, uh, Ambergris Key, uh, San Pedro, the, the city, uh, big city in, in Ambergris Key in Belize. That's what that song is about. And back at that time, Ambergris Key was much like Key Calker in that the roads were not paved and the only motor vehicles on the island were golf carts. When the community changed that in like, I think it was the late 90s, early 2000s, everybody hated it. And now all the Ambergris Key locals take a boat ride to Key Calker to spend the weekend just to remember what it was like when you could walk down the street barefoot in sand and not blacktop. So you're not going to go very far if you take a pallet of concrete blocks. So it, it it's safe, and, and I would be all too happy to help my neighbor while they're under construction. Uh, you know, as long as we don't have some you know bigger finished product. Uh, even so, there's going to be plenty of storage space that uh, we can help out for whatever short amount of time. That's how everybody survives and lives on a daily in communities like that. There's no ambulance right down the street. Right. If you're sick. You need help getting to a local doctor and then probably airlifted to a hospital. You know, if it's some sort of actual emergency, but that takes time and that takes managers from the community. You know, one of my other restaurants is on the mainland and a couple of years ago, it caught fire. People literally showed up with buckets and it was right on the beach. So they're bringing in seawater to put out this fire and they did it. That's what put the fire out was the bucket brigade, the good old fashioned bucket brigade. Right. And it really is help thy neighbor, not try to Uh, destroy thy neighbor. Yeah, absolutely. So from, from mainland Uh, to the Island, how long does it take to get there? Depends on your method of travel. Um, There is, if you were to land in Belize city, you could get a cab to the port in Belize City and get on the water ferry. That's the much cheaper option. Mm-hmm. But it takes longer. Mm-hmm. And you're with a lot of other people who don't want to spend money on a plane ticket. When I said earlier about being on the beach by lunch, it's because I took the flight, which is all of 15 minutes. And you don't leave the airport. Philip Goldson International Airport has a community airport attached to it. So you, you'll get your bags, come through customs, the usual, and you go right through the lobby to the other side of the airport and go through all the local terminals where you can get on the, the local airlines, Maya, Island Air, or Tropic Air, the two big ones, and turn your bags right back over. Go nice. get lunch, go back in. You have to go back into security again, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, they're really good there and they're really quick. They've always been, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why American airports have the problem that I've, I've traveled the world. I've never had the problem that you can have just, you know, on a commuter flight at a local U S airport, uh, Belize was really good. Uh, you're back in and you're at sitting at the gate waiting for a flight, um, out to, Belize City to Key Calker is probably about a 15-minute flight or a 45-minute boat ride. So a lot faster. So you barely take off, and then you're landing again. 
Yeah, that was oh oh oh. I didn't even think I. If I would have thought about that, I would have brought up some photos that I could have shared. The planes that you're in are the same planes you see flying overhead from the local airport uh, here in in rural USA. Uh, I liken them to a Chevy Wings. Okay. And it's like a 12 passenger, but it's, mm-hmm. I'm 6'1", 220. You're not going to take 12 of me. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it, it would be tight. Right. But, um, one of the flights we were on, I was traveling with uh, my then boyfriend and it was just us on the flight. It was perhaps wow. an awkward day of the week or time of day just us on the flight and uh they said okay you know we're ready and knowing that it was just you know they knew it so it was just hey okay let's go we walk outside and there's a four-seater Cessna waiting for the two of us so on a smaller plane like that there's very little cargo space Mm-hmm. we've got luggage. We're here for a week, week and a half. And they knew that. So our bigger bags went in the cargo area, but our carry-ons had to go with us. So my boyfriend's in the back with all of our carry-ons. I'm in the cockpit. And I've got a photo of my feet. You know, I sat in like, like I was doing crunches I didn't want my feet oh my to touch gosh. fear of touching one of the pedals. And there it was <laughs> right in front of me was, you know, the yoke for the airplane. Mm-hmm. I could have grabbed a hold and taken control and did whatever. What? Wow. If for a commercial flight in the United States, that would never fly. Never, never. Uh, there we were. Um, strangers to them. You know, I know I'm not going to, you know, screw up the flight in any way. I want to get to my vacation. Right. But yeah, that would, that was, that was interesting and unique. And, and to an extent, what I love about the country is, is that there is still that level, nothing happened and nothing was going to happen. It's Belize, it's not Wall Street. So, you know, there, there was much less of a target and it gives you the opportunity to have an experience like that. Mm hmm. I think that's that's great because I I lived in Costa Rica for about four or five years. And what I did love about it, too, is there's just less there seems to be less regulations, less rules, less, you know, like stupid rules. (laughs) We have so many in North America, um, just some rules. I'm like, really, you have to make that a rule. And it just seems there it's kind of. You know, you do something stupid and you get hurt. Well, that was your fault for doing something stupid. Yeah, like, we're not right. going to make rules right. to protect you if you don't have some common sense not to do things that you shouldn't be doing anyway. Yeah. There was uh, one of my trips. The boyfriend was joining later. The a travel buddy was joining. And I was headed to the airport to pick up the travel buddy. Uh, He had just landed on one of the commuter flights I just told you about. And the host from the hotel we were staying at gives me this, you know, little cooler with a six pack of six bottles of beer in it. 
And I said, it's, you know, right down, he's landing. It's right down. I'll, I'll be back. Cause I thought she was like, giving that for me. She said, no, you've already been drinking. You need to take this. And my, I, I felt, you know, I think I know my limits. You know, I felt like I was okay to drive. She says, if you get pulled over, these are for the police. She was not kidding. No, I, I bet she wasn't. She was not kidding. If I would have gotten out of a DUI had I been, you know, intoxicated enough to get one. And there the limits are much lower than the United States, too. However, if like we they teach us in kindergarten, if I brought enough for everybody, then, uh, then it's all good. So okay. Yeah, it's it's similar in in Costa Rica, except for they they don't want the beers. They they prefer to have some cash. Oh yeah. Um that's I, I was with a couple friends one time we were driving um and we we had a couple drinks with lunch like nothing nothing much um and and we got stopped like it was almost like they weren't going to stop us cuz they have this these road road kind of blocks and and stop um but then they knew that we were tourists even though we were all living there um but then they stopped and they started talking and and they were like oh you guys have been drinking we're like no, we we had, and then we said, well, we had uh, two drinks with with our lunch, and anyway, long story. Um, and in the end, um, his his girlfriend said, "How much do you want?" And I'm like, "You never ask how much. Like that's because it's always how much do you have? We want everything you have." Um, yeah. But they ended up paying. I I don't even remember what it was. Hundred, maybe like a hundred U.S. dollars. And then they said, okay, fine, go. But yeah, they just, they were looking for money. It happens. Wow. It, was, it was a shakedown more than it was really yeah. a legitimate. Oh, absolutely. To their intoxicating, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it happens a, a fair, I mean, I was there now, it's been many years since I've lived there, but at that time, yeah, they, it was just well known that most times it's, it's like any type of ticket that they say they're gonna give you or any type of thing. It's it's just they want cash. Give them cash and they let you go. And that works. Yeah. Yeah. So we were always told always doesn't matter how much money you have. You only put like a little bit like 20 or, or 40 dollars in your in your wallet and you have all your other money in your sock or your shoe or somewhere else. Because then you can be like, look, this is all I've got. Like, I'm sorry, this this is it. Like you can give me a ticket then or here. This is all I have. And sometimes they'll be annoyed, but they'll take what you have and then let you go. So it's always never keep all of your money in your wallet. I wonder if they've begun reacting to the fact that there's so like they're not the only ones with body cameras. Mm -hmm. Like I'm looking at a pair of glasses where there's a camera right on the bridge of the nose. Oh. And they're on glasses. And Mike's whole nine yards. So th these they're, they're going to have to be making some changes because there's going to be some there's some issues, obviously. I mean, and you're there to uphold the law and not line your pockets. But yeah. with some countries, though, they're not making much money. And so that though that money that they're extra money that they're making is more than what they make in their month's salary. 
Um, and so that's why they do it. But yeah, it's, I, I, I said, it'll be interesting to see what it's like now versus what it was like when I was living there. And I'm, you know, the same feeling for Belize. Um, I was there with another boyfriend uh, a couple years ago and we got intoxicated and we weren't even driving and they started these two police officers one uh, one male and one female and they saw that we were just drinking water which made them start thinking like um uh meth type of you know there, there's some oh. certain drug you can't you know have alcohol with so when they saw that us drinking water that was a sign to them and so they you know that was it drew them to us and we uh you know the small talk you know, having been in law enforcement i know how to start that i also know when i see it coming right and i i blamed it on the boyfriend who was visiting for his first time and i said yeah we're we're not getting all started up yet because you know i want to get him used to the sun first and uh, not too too intoxicated and dehydrated at the same time so the guy kind of bought it and, and shrugged it off but when i admitted that he was my boyfriend which is legal in belize it's not too much liked the girl hung out and talked with us because guess who was a lesbian? She was. She found out that I was also in law enforcement. You know, we bonded. Mm -hmm. She got tears in her eyes just talking about the treatment and the male chauvinist atmosphere wow. that was in the federal police department. So in Belize, there's two police departments. There's essentially the army, which mm -hmm. is also the FBI, the CIA and your local police. And there's another police department called the tourism police. Okay. I don't know that have had a, um, an interaction with them there. They would be back when I was there last, they were in tan BDUs and they're just police with very good investigative powers, but they also have better bedside manners. They are fluent in English and as a result, they concentrate on the tourism areas to, one, beef up police in those areas, and two, if there is somebody who's had been a victim of a crime and had some involvement, they have the bedside manners, they have the English, and they also have the knowledge of the foreign culture of what that victim of the crime would be accustomed to, where the army doesn't care. You know, mm. They just... and forget about whether it's British custom or or whatever rights the people, they don't care. They're going to get an answer out of you. You know, similar to your friend who wound up paying you a hundred bucks, they're going to quiz you about how much you had to drink until you figure it out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they get answers how nobody ever knows. Right. So uh, she actually got teary-eyed and choked up, you know, um, fessing up that her life is not as great as what it could be or great as what it should be as a member of the law enforcement community. And that just goes back to what you said earlier. I too would love to see what changes, if any, have been made in the very 
male chauvinist and dominating culture that is their federal law enforcement community. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Interesting. Well, Ross, I know also you you do you have a radio show and you do some podcasts. So I just want to touch base a, a little bit uh, on that, so our listeners can know where they can find you, where they can listen to you more, and and things like that. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, you see the name on. I try. I was I had another call before this when I tried to get rid of the. <laughs> Get rid of the pronouns there. My uh, conservative side is dude, dude, and bro, and uh, the more liberal side of me is he and him, and you know the proper pronouns that I use. My last name Yerger, uh, I've had since like eighth grade or so. The nickname Yergs. So if you go to yergs.com, that's me. You can find out about Shea Yergs, my hotel brand, and then both of the podcasts. One, the first one that I did is for day trading. And crypto investing, that's largely what's paid for so many of the different things that I'm doing today. And then the second one, that's called, by the way, that's called the doggy traders. I'm a huge dog daddy. I got one floating around here somewhere. (laughs) And then because of my own political beliefs and what I believe the biggest demographic in politics actually is, I think he just came in the room. Yep. And he's gone. Uh, (laughs) I have a show called up the middle. Uh, That means that not only, you know, from the left, but also the right, you know, both sides of the political spectrum, you know, for example, 37% of Republicans are for a woman's right to choose in the United States. Mm -hmm. That's not Republican. You know, that's, you know, Republicans are pro-life, but the Mm -hmm. fact that many people are really identifying as independents or even other political parties, my show, you know, takes from the right and says, okay, this is cool. This is screwed up. Uh, Sometimes I use other language besides that Uh, and takes from the left. And, you know, just, you know, my pronouns there alone pretty much tell the story. I'm, I'm from both as most of my listeners are. And again, that show is called up the middle, the hotel, the podcast, the public speaking, it can all be found at yergs.com. So thank you for that. Perfect. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes to make it easy for everybody to to get to. Great. Awesome. Thank so you. I just want to say thank you very much for your time today. And it was some interesting information about Belize and knowing that, you know, people can do um, other things and build hotels or relocate in, in other countries easily. Uh, well, I'll use the word easily, but, um, you know, obviously some research and, and things like that need to be done. But it's, it's just great to talk with people who are are doing it and in the in the process of doing some great things. Yeah, beautiful country, great people. And uh, it's probably not as difficult as what I know some countries are. So I think mm-hmm. easily appropriate word. All right. Great. Well, thank you very much, Ross. Thank you, Sally.